Welcome to HeyYA Extra Credit. Every other week, opposite the main HeyYA podcast, we'll bring you a short-form podcast, either as a book club discussion with a beloved YA author or a look at excellent backlist YA books for your TBR. I'm Kelly Jensen, bringing you this week's backlist books. Generally, we bring two books. I'm going to bring three books this week, and all of these books are older. I would say that they're at least a year older, but one of them is a little less than a year old, but one that deserves your attention. And all of these books this week are by Black authors. Since it's Black History Month, I thought it would be worthwhile to highlight some of these titles and encourage you to pick them up this month as well as throughout the rest of the year. HeyYA Extra Credit is sponsored by At the End of Your Tether from Oni Press. Nervous about returning home? Teen Ludo Carre calls his old friend Arlo the night before he arrives. Big laughs and a familiar cadence in Arlo's voice instantly calm him down and make him excited to see her. But when he shows up the next day, he learns Arlo has been missing for a week. The further Ludo investigates, the more he questions how well everyone, and even himself, really know her. Where is his best friend? And who is she as well? At the end of your tethers and stores now from Oni Press. So the first book I want to hit is a classic. It's Monster by Walter Dean Myers. I hadn't picked this book up until this year when it showed up in a box from the publisher. And I wish I could say it didn't hold up 21 years after its initial publication, but it does. And it's a book that if you haven't read yet or have, but it's been a while, I encourage you to pick it up as soon as possible. It's written like a film script, and Monster is a really fast-paced, compelling novel about 16-year-old Steve Harmon, who is a black boy on trial for murder. A drugstore owner in Harlem who was beloved by the community was shot and killed, and the rumor is that Steve had been a lookout for the crime. The book is set during the trial, which Steve describes scene by scene as if he's directing a film. He acts as a witness to himself as well as a witness to his story and the stories that others are telling about him. And that's all going on as much as he himself is very active and present in the story. Um, Throughout, we see Steve grapple with the belief that he's this monster, and this is something he's been told by adults who believe because he was in the wrong place at the wrong time and has a guilty skin cover that he is guilty until he's proven innocent. Even Steve's own defense lawyer is, at times, kind of hard to believe that she believes his side of the story. At times it feels like she isn't entirely convinced of his innocence either. Meyer's classic is an award winner, and it took home the prince in 2000, as well as being called a National Book Award finalist in 1999. It's still taught in a number of schools today, and it's one that I think is really canonical in YA. If YA has a canon, this book is in it. Um, It's been developed into a film as well as a graphic novel, and for really good reason. This one grapples with contemporary challenges, and it has this really cinematic quality to it, given Steve's budding passion for filmmaking. It's a resonant and powerful read, and one where you want to do nothing more than root for the main character. Steve is someone that you pull for throughout the entire book, and um, he's worth rooting for even decades after this book initially came out. And that is Monster by Walter Dean Myers. So my second pick is the one that's a little under a year old, and I'll explain that in a moment. It's Ordinary Hazards by Nikki Grimes. And when Eric and I initially conceptualized the Hey YA Extra Credit series, we said this would highlight backlist titles. And typically, a backlist title is a year 
older. Um, but I'm going to give some wiggle room here and talk about this book because it came out in October. Uh, but more, it's a book that came home from the recent ALA Youth Media Awards with tons of decorations and yet so few readers were talking about it, including myself. I highlighted it in a couple places on site but hadn't gotten my hands on it quite yet. Um, and I'm really, really glad I did. Ordinary Hazards is a memoir in verse by legendary poet for young people, Nikki Grimes. And heads up, this isn't an easy book and trigger warnings abound, particularly for sexual assault. Uh, growing up in the 60s, Nikki knew her family had had a number of challenges. Her mother struggled with schizophrenia and can turn from being super loving to being a bit out of control on a dime, depending on how her mental health was at a given time. Her father, who had been a presence in her young life, disappeared, and with it, any semblance of a nuclear family was out the door at this point. And uh, Nikki's sister Carol and her found themselves sent to foster homes, but not the same foster home. Though uh, through Nikki's experiences at home, they had felt stable, uh, in this foster home, she longed for nothing more than to be reunited with her sister. And so that chance appears. She is allowed to move back in with her mother and her mother's new husband when it seems like her mom's mental health has been really worked on and, and seems like it's being managed. But her new mother's husband is a problem. He sexually assaults Nikki, and despite promise after promise made by Nikki's mother, her sister Carol never actually comes back home until much, much later. And by that point, their relationship had shifted into something completely different as both of them have to reckon with the trauma of their young lives. It sounds like a really bleak book, and at times it, it is dark, but Nikki has so much hope in these pages and digs into how it is she got started in her writing in particular. Um, even though she talks about her mother burning all of her journals at one point, uh, which leaves her with no record of, of what it was like when she was growing up and the thoughts and feelings she was experiencing and, and writing down, um, she recreates those in this memoir and offers the stories that happen behind the trauma. She talks about her best friends, how she found solace in words, and how she came to understand that she could be and that she is a survivor. Uh, the book is really reminiscent of Lori Halse Anderson's Shout and shouldn't be overlooked. Uh, it's challenging and it's really emotionally tough, but it's the kind of book that I think is going to connect with so many readers, particularly young readers. Um, Nikki's writing is really clear and moving, and nobody in this story is cast as a demon everybody's given these really nuanced portrayals even amidst all of the trauma that happens i think a lot of that is credit to nikki's writing and her voice and the way that she chooses to make this story about reconnecting with her internal self and her external self and and her internal and external power and that is ordinary hazards by nikki grimes and then the third book i wanted to do one more in particular because I don't think this book got quite enough attention when it came out. It's The Truth of Right Now by Carolee Cortheron, um, and it's about a girl named Lily who's got a secret that caused her reputation to shatter in the previous year, and um, now she's back at school. Dari is this new guy. It's a black student in this otherwise almost all-white school, and he's really bored in his classes. He's bored with his former girlfriend, and he's dealing with an abusive father um, who he lives with. So when Lily and Dari start to talk, though, 
sparks start to fly between the two of them. Um, but that's when things become heated and we get the backstory of Lily's life as well as begin to see her trust in Dari shift. And we see how much their relationship needs to take a really hard look at the challenges of race. They're an interracial couple. This book takes on police brutality and Black Lives Matter, but it does so in a matter which really focuses in on white privilege. And I don't want to compare this book to Get Out, since it's not like that as a whole, but the manner in which white people are portrayed as, quote, good white people um, here is really similar and done really, really smartly. We see Lily as a good white girlfriend, and then there are moments when she clearly believes this of herself, too. But then we see Dari and the challenges he experiences as a black teen that Lily can and never will understand. I found that the last page of this book and the last paragraph of this book just absolutely unforgettable. It's a really, really impressive debut, and I believe she has a book coming out later this year, too, um, that will be her sophomore effort. There's so much here to dig into and talk about, and it's one that I think readers who are itching to read more about race in modern America should pick up. So readers who loved All American Boys will want this, as well readers who love The Hate You Give or Dear Martin. And I can't recommend picking it up enough. The uh, book has a different hardcover than paperback and i think that the paperback is super appealing the the hardcover there's nothing wrong with it but the paperback i feel like they really nailed the the setting and the feel of this particular book and that is the truth of right now by Kara lee corthron and that's it for this episode of hey ya extra credit thanks to today's sponsor oni press for making this show possible you can follow me on instagram at hey kelly jensen and we'll see you again 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 next week for the main podcast until then happy reading <laughs>